I have a, a different story, uh, kind of a wet. I talked to you about a hot story. This one isn't necessarily hot. Okay. It might be a hot topic. It's kind of lukewarm, isn't it? It's kind of, it's kind of cold, actually. Oh. <laughs> so it's about ice cream. Good. <laughs> no, it's about a swimmer. This, this guy, he's a, a professional lobster diver. Wow. You don't meet those every day. No, it's, it's, it's kind of a unique profession in itself because you don't hear about a lot of professional lobster divers. Hmm. Uh, but this guy was in the United States, just off the coast in Massachusetts, and he was down about 15 meters in the water. Okay. So he's doing his lobster diving thing, you know, kind of hunting lobsters and stuff like that. Uh, not with a gun, mind you. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you, how do you hunt lobsters? Well, do, do you need I, a license to just, hunt, hunt just, lobsters? Or <laughs> is, there, is there a lobster hunting season? I don't know if that's a licensed profession in the United States. It could be, but I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, it has a certain amount of risk. And he was down there doing his lobster thing. And suddenly he felt this huge bump and everything went black. Okay. And he started to freak out because he thought he was attacked by a shark. Right. I mean, and, and then... After a couple seconds, he realized, oh, I don't feel any pain, and I'm not being thrashed around in the water, and you know what? I think I'm inside the mouth of a whale. I remember reading about this story. He got <laughs> swallowed by a whale, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, kind of like Jonah. Like <laughs> Jonah. That was an amazing story, yes. A very, a very biblical, uh, let's say, interaction. Yes, and anyway, basically, uh, the whale tried to swallow the guy, but he had all of, all of his scuba gear on, and it basically went back to the, the surface and spat him out, just like the, in the Bible. Yes. And a couple of his buddies saw him kind of emerging feet first out of the water and then crashing back in the water. So they swam over to him quickly, pulled him out of the water, and promptly got him on board and took him to the hospital. And was he okay? He's okay. He had a couple bruises. There was, uh, you know, some, some hematomas, but nothing serious. No broken bones. Uh, just superficial things. And he says he felt quite lucky. He says he had a whale of a time. He had a whale of a time, exactly. He said, I never expected to be eaten by a whale. Yes, well, you, you, you wouldn't expect that, really. No, I... It's, it's, I mean, a shark, maybe. Well, but. yeah, even for lobster divers, that's, that's kind of strange. And uh, the, the experts then, of course, uh, as they do in the United States, they always interview some experts. And the experts said it's, it's quite unique to be swallowed by a whale and survive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you need necessarily need to call an expert to determine that it's a rare event. But, uh, okay. Well, the last time was, what, 2,000 years ago or 3,000 years ago because it was the Old Testament, wasn't it, Jonah? So. Yes. I, yeah, that's, that's a long time ago. Have you ever heard of Samantha Azopardi? This is another one of those tricky name things that I... No, I've never heard of her. No. Uh, maybe you know her better as uh, Emily Peet. Okay, that sounds like a British actress. Lindsay Coughlin? Lindsay Coughlin? Hmm. No. Uh, Harper Hernandez, perhaps? No. Is she, is she, Georgie McAuliffe? <laughs> is she a thief by any chance? Uh, Dakota Johnson, no? Did you know Dakota what? Johnson, yes. Okay. I don't know. She's a singer, isn't she? Or no? What? This, this, this lady is someone who suffers from a condition known as uh, pseudologia, pseudo, pseudologia, I don't know how to pronounce it, pseudologia fantastica. Oh, so she has like this, this fantasy personality. So she's kind of got, had an interesting life, actually. Um, one time she visited Ireland 
And she was discovered outside this post office. She kind of looked <laughs> traumatized. And she's kind of young looking. They, she, she didn't say anything. She just sat there. She just sat there kind of like in a daze. She just sat there. So then, of course, they thought, well, this, this girl might have been a victim of human trafficking. Right. So they sent her to a children's hospital. Okay. Where she didn't eat and didn't speak. And, you know, they would. There's a big mystery, you know. Who is this girl? And where did she come from? Why, you know, well, what, what do we know about her? What happened to her? And they, they spent quite a lot of time and effort trying to investigate this girl. And eventually they put out a, a public announcement. Like a missing persons report. A missing persons. Had anybody, know, had anybody seen this girl? Do you know anything about her? Okay. And um, it turned out that somebody she'd stayed with in Ireland actually did recognize her. And they said, oh, yeah, she's, um, you know, she's an old pair. She was staying with us. And, um, oh, okay. So she took care of my child and she used to speak. And then they found out that basically she was just playing all the time and there was nothing wrong with her. And she was just acting very strange, basically. But they couldn't prosecute her because she never actually said she was a victim of child. She hadn't actually done anything wrong. She was just odd. Yes. So basically they deported her back to Australia and um, the following year she went to Calgary in Canada Okay. and she did exactly the same thing oh more God. or less and she told them she was the 14-year-old victim of a kidnapper <laughs> and she was actually 26 at the time. She just looked very young. Okay. And, um, but so on another occasion she claimed to be a member of Swedish royalty. Um, on another occasion, she persuaded a family that she was a Russian gymnast whose family had all died through a murder-suicide pact. <laughs> <laughs> so every time, basically, her stories kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So anyway, she finally got her comeuppance um, back in Australia again, where she was acting as an au pair. Okay. And she asked permission to take the children out for a picnic, and, they, and she took them 180 miles away. 180? So, 180 miles away. To some, <laughs> For a picnic. <laughs> so some lake somewhere. And um, yes, anyway. Well, she didn't actually harm any of the children, did she? She didn't harm the children. She just kind of kidnapped them, and that's what she got prosecuted for okay. there. And then she's kind of awaiting trial. But she's been in jail for 18 months, so she, she'll probably get released on parole soon. Right. But it's it's just a very strange thing because she never makes any money from any of this behavior of hers. It's just a pathological feature so, that she has, that so, she has to behave in this. So she just, she lives in her own, well, she lives in her own head, basically. Basically, yes. Now, now I, and this is interesting to me because I actually believe my father-in-law is suffering from this condition himself, you know. Well, it sounds like my ex as well, so I don't so know. It's obviously Maybe it's more, more common than what you think. I think so. 